KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. What is in store for the Philadelphia real estate market in 2021? Wanted to talk about that and also take a look back at 2020. So we caught up with Maria Quattrone. She is the CEO and founder of Maria Quattrone and Associates at Remax at Home in Center City. Lots to talk about on this front. Give a listen. So 2020 was a lot of things to a lot of different people. From a real estate standpoint in Philadelphia, though, it, did it end up, uh, how did it end up overall? How was the, the year in, in real estate? Well, overall, it was, I think, a great year. You have buyers and sellers that have found now their dream home or the seller who got rid of the home that they didn't want and found a home that they they, they did want um, after the initial 10 weeks of being closed. That was a big thing, Matt. 10 weeks, 70 days where real estate was not essential in the state of Pennsylvania. That in itself had led open to uh, the spring market delayed in the end of May, starting June. And then we saw um, a lot of activity, a lot of sales, June, July, August, September. And then come October, things started to lighten up. And November, and that's partially due to the presidential election. And December was a little bit quiet. But what I know, what I saw was at the end of December, the week of Christmas, December 20th, we have been busy since December 20th. And so there's a lot that's going on with that. And we can talk about that in a moment. But going back to 2020 with housing, People decided they were in their homes for this 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 15 weeks, however long, in some cases still in their houses, right? They realized they needed more space. They wanted more outdoor space. They needed a dedicated home office. They wanted to have a place that they could work out and not just a makeshift gym. They wanted to have a place where, you know, the kids could do virtual schooling, So overall, people wanted more space, whether they were in a one-bedroom apartment, condo, and moving to a two-bedroom or a two-bedroom into a three-story townhouse or a three- or four-story townhouse into a single family. Having that extra space and making their home now became everything. It became the gym. It became a a place to learn. It became a place to work. So people want to feel really good about that. There's still more of that to come. Does all that point to people getting out of the city and and fleeing to the suburbs? Because when you're talking space, one thing that is not uh, a lot of in a lot of the, the city situations is space. Yeah, no doubt. There are some people for sure that left the city and there are some more people that will probably be leaving the city to gain more space. I mean, we know that the suburban markets, whether that is Delaware, Montgomery County, Bucks County, they're very busy, multiple offers, not a lot of inventory. And that's because you see more people flocking to those areas for more space. But something else is is the issue there. It's not just that. You have a lot of people that wanna sell that just didn't put their homes on the market. So the inventory count is down significantly. 
And when that happens, it creates demand for those properties that the buyers are looking for today. So there's like, it's it's a combination. Not only though, are people just moving out of maybe Philadelphia, um, Center City area, but they're also coming from New York City and other areas and moving into the downtown. So it's a little bit of musical chairs. It's not like there's a great big uh, exodus from the city. That would be terrible. But no doubt that it has been challenging. And I'm not going to put that under the rug, but it definitely has been challenging. And I believe, though, that there are, are lots of people who still believe in, you know, Center City and everything that has been developed here over the last couple decades. And it's just right now there's a there's a pause with it. So some people look, people generally are short sighted and that's good and bad. They're short sighted when things are bad and they're short sighted when things are good. So when things start to get good again, they'll be short sighted again and the um, the process will change. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, absolutely. Now, you talked about you expecting that, you know, because of what you had that week of December, you know, you're expecting the trends to continue what people are looking for. Are there some other things you're expecting in 2021 from a real estate standpoint that maybe aren't on the radar now, but as we get maybe closer to quote unquote normal, uh, you think will start to be in, in more demand? So 2021, as I say, opened the year in real estate like a lion. We have been busy since December 20th. And usually that's that's the week of Christmas. People usually aren't focusing on housing. But we've been seeing houses that have been on the market for several months now starting to sell. And so there's a couple things with that. One, the election is over. Buyers have confidence. So the people that were sitting on the fence are now getting off the fence. There's also the, we think interest rates will stay low. They, they're so low. And if you were thinking about buying, it, it makes zero sense not to now pull the trigger. So that's creating demand. Hopefully they continue to stay low. There may be a little bit of a rate hike that we will see this year. And so those things accompanied with the fact that people want to feel at home in their home now more than ever are still going to cause demand for housing. In addition to that, there were a lot of people last year that just did not put their houses on the market. They they were thinking about it in January and February. And once March hit and the pandemic started, those people did not come to market in June. They just didn't sell last year. So there is a very large percentage of people that did that wanted to sell that did not. They decided either to stay put or to rent their house or apartment or condo. And so I think that there's going to be a lot of those people that as we are getting, people are getting vaccinated, that they're going to come to market. And I think that 2021 is going to be a powerhouse year for real estate. I think between and not only just home ownership, but investing in real estate, because real estate long-term is a vehicle where people build wealth, whether that's with the home or with an investment property. And we don't live in our houses for a year or two years or three years. People live in their homes for seven, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. So over time, it's a great investment. And just like people think, well, maybe the city, this is city that, in a couple of years from now, this will be all behind us. And the values had continued to go up and up in Center City real estate. 
And I predict that they can, they, they will continue to do that in the future. Once we get past this, people are seeing, feel, I feel it. I feel the energy. People are hopeful. They know that they're getting vaccinated as the vaccination. And we discussed this a couple minutes ago, they, that it happens. And it's like you said, a dimmer, it's a dimmer. So you have a very dim and then it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And I think that is the, the future of the real estate market. I feel that people feel that they know that things are getting better and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So I predict that we're going to have a lot of activity this year. And I think that last year we had still growth in pricing, even in a down year of sales. We had less sales because less homes came to market. That's the only reason. But the percent of properties that sold was greater than other years based on the inventory. Right now in uh, our marketplace, we only have uh, just under three months of inventory. So it's very much a seller's market. Now, you talked about people want a gym in their house. They want a home office in their house and and such. Is there a concern that there's a a push for that? And then as life gets back to normal, all of a sudden that that becomes not as intense a need and you have inventory with these things and... All of a sudden now, people thought that, oh, I'm going to want to work out at home, but as they get more social, eh, maybe not. I mean, I guess that's always a juggling act in in real estate, but such intense needs, and then in six months, those needs might not be as intense. Is there a concern with that? So, Matt, I think that people, well, let let me go back for a second. Remote work is increased by 300%. And that's that 300% is staying. I'm not taking, uh, that's not the people that are going to go back to the office. More, obviously, there's more people than that not working at the office right now. But remote work is will be up 300%. A third of the people that already wanted to move have moved. So there's still a good portion of people that haven't moved. In regards to the home offices, I think that they're here to stay. I think, uh, like yourself, who have been working from home, there are people that just won't go back to the office. I, I know many businesses that have offices in Center City that don't see a need for that space anymore. So I do think that the home office is here to stay for quite some time. I think that people are now used to it. It's allowed people to change their lifestyle. What does that mean? Well, now they're not in a car for an hour. That hour in the morning is could be spent working out. They don't even have to leave their house to do that because they have a Peloton or they have a rower or they have a, uh, a treadmill or weights. And the home gym now, they've already invested money in the home gym. So I think home gyms are here to stay. Uh, many people, you know, wealthier people had home gyms. They didn't go out to gyms. They had a trainer come to their house. And so now that's being with the Peloton, you could have, you don't need the trainer to come. You have the Peloton trainer that you could have at 24 seven, right? It's uh, on demand. People want things on demand. So the days of having to get in your car and go to the gym, I think uh, it's going to be a problem for, for gym owners. I think that those things will, will be here to stay. Um, having a big backyard, I don't know. You might get tired of mowing the lawn. You might have to get a landscaper for that. 
but they want area for their children to run around in or to have, you know, parties outside um, since you couldn't be in the house for that. And some of the other things, I think it's going to be a little hard for people to 100% forget. And at least now they have plenty of space to spread out. And, you know, some people, I don't know, they just, they, they just might like that a little more than they thought. Specifically your job, and we've had discussions through, through the year uh, about how it's changed. When you look back at what you, how you handled your job in mid-February of 2020, uh, what is the biggest change to how you do it now? And have there been things you've learned that are going to stick around that have that you maybe would never have thought of, but have really enhanced how you can do your job, how you can help your clients and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. So 2020, I've learned a lot. A year ago, January uh, 2020, we had the biggest month in our business. It was fantastic. February was great. And then March came in the pandemic. And a lot of the ways that real estate people like myself, real estate brokers do business, is that we'll network. We go out, we meet people, and I would take lunches and dinners and drinks and attend charity events was a big uh, thing also in my involvement in the Building Industry Association and those networking events. And when that all came to a stop, I was pretty taken back because my majority of my time was being with people. So I had to quickly pivot. And at our company, Maria Quatron and Associates, we came up with this idea of let's host this podcast. And I said, well, what is that going to be? We need a name. And so we sat and we thought about what we do. And I said, you know, we get a lot of hard cases. And, if you, and, and cases is a house to sell or a buyer to find a certain property. And we have a lot of sometimes challenging situations. And I said, we always find the solution. And that's why people hire us. We may be sometimes the, the third broker they hire, but we're the ones that get it done. And so I said, oh my gosh, we our podcast, it's my podcast, it's called Be The Solution. And so I recognize how real estate is so important now more than ever in people's lives and how much of an impact that our industry makes in the community. You know that for every house sold or bought, it affects about 80 jobs, 80 different, I'm sorry, industries are affected every time a home is bought or sold. So that process of buying and selling real estate employs millions of people. And we play such an important role in families' lives during this time of either buying or selling. And so I started really understanding a little bit more in-depthly how important having that empathy for people. And not that I didn't before, but with COVID, you, you were people's psychologists and psychiatrists, but on the phone, working and walking through this with them 
and helping them get through all this because selling a home or buying a home during a global pandemic is no easy feat. But we were able to help over 230 families last year do that. And I'm really, really proud of that because I know that we've made a difference in these people's lives. We help people move to Denver, California, Florida, just locally as well, Reading, Pennsylvania, people coming in from Washington, from Boston, uh, from New York City. So there's been a lot of things that happened in 2020 that I'm thankful and grateful for. And I'm blessed. And I wake up every day and I say, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And so I don't look at my work as work, but I look at it as being part of the community and servicing clients and working our best to to provide them with the solution. Overall, the Philadelphia market, when you look at it in comparison to other similar sized cities, is the Philadelphia real estate market in a better place, a worse place, or pretty much par for the course? I think the major cities in America are all pretty much around the same, New York probably being the worst. Um, definitely more challenging real estate market than if you were in, say, the suburban markets. But that's to be expected because of less people want to be in a dense space. Like I said earlier, I do believe that people will want to be, again, with people when things are safe and with the vaccine coming out. We see that that should be sooner than later. So it's um, there's definitely or are up on the up and up. And I think that in Philadelphia, the center city market, the highest impact was on the higher end of the market, a million and up. Under a million, we're still pretty good in regards to not the not just the pricing, but the activity. I think there's a lot of opportunity and there's still opportunity for people to get in right now and get a great house that they've been, look, more inventory is going to come to market. Sellers don't need to wait until spring to sell. If they want to sell, they should come on market now because the less inventory gives your house the better opportunity to be sold faster. Faster means more money in your pocket. As days on market progress, it means less money in a seller's pocket. So right now, when inventory is low, is a good time to put your house on the market because there's not as much competition. And if you wait to the spring like everybody else does, there will be more competition. And I believe that the market's already broke. Like I said, it's opened uh, the year in the real estate market as a lion <laughs> roaring in. And there's talk of more stimulus coming down the pike, uh, specifically these direct payments to people. Uh, there's talk of another like $1,400. Is that something from a real estate standpoint? Could that accelerate more people because it would give them more money to go through the, the process? Or is it something that doesn't really have an effect on the housing market per se? Well, I think last year, buyers were able to save a lot of money. So people that are employed have a little bit more money in their pockets because they weren't, they didn't have the places to go, the concerts, the sporting events, the charity events, the traveling. So there's a lot of money that's been saved. So people have down payments for houses. 
people that own their home, they have a lot of equity in their home and they're able to take that equity and put it into their next home. So I think that there's, there is money that is there because it's not being spent anywhere except for the grocery stores and amazon.com and whatever else they're buying online. But for the, this year, the, the uh, tons, the retail spending was up significantly for the holidays. People were buying more gifts for people. So I do think that from the stimulus standpoint, if you, you're getting that money, people are putting it into their houses as well. They're taking that money and they're adding a ring doorbell or they're putting in some new shades for their home or they're, they're utilizing that money also to make their home a smart home. Not everybody's going to the store and buying a, you know, the latest gadget, but there are a lot of people who are utilizing it for that. And of course, you know, people that are not in a good state or they'll need that money for basic necessities. And with this vaccine, it's, you know, our hope that those people get up on their feet as soon as possible. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.